Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. Here we go. Recording in progress. Here we are letting go. Letting go. Man, it can be tough. Letting go. We were just talking about letting go of physical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching, you know, our own grandparents. Um, and w- we really become aware of that, you know, how much stuff that generation has collected, you know, when we lose them. You were just talking about your family going through your grandma's houses and how much mm-hmm. stuff she had there and all the stuff she didn't need and didn't use. And recognizing, you know, that generation that came from a place of lack and that when they were finally able to manifest things, they kept it and held on to it and let it pile up to the point that, oh, I might use this one day. But when it piles up so much, it gets to the point that you can't even find it to use it. And that always and seeing that you know within my own family you know it's like the older generations perhaps our generation is starting to open up you know like the Marie Kondo craze and you know going minimalist um I'm definitely I'd call myself a minimalist because once I started getting rid of things I couldn't stop I'm almost I'm like have the opposite problem of hoarding Mm -hmm. I think there are times that I will get rid of so much stuff that I look back later like oh wait maybe I could have kept that one thing but right Man, doing that clean sweep to let go of the clutter and clear it out, man, I think I love it so much because not only clearing your space, I mean, gives you room, less stuff to worry about, but it clears my mind. Just everything I can focus better. Right. Well, and there's a lot of talk and I don't know if there's probably studies on it as well, but like there are times where the things that surround you are such an indication of what's going on in your own head and like having, having a, having like stuff. I mean, I have like little piles all over my house. Like even if it looks nice, they're, they're just behind a closed door right now, but there's this clutter that needs to be cleared out mentally and emotionally as well as physically. And it's almost like, you know, if I didn't have this clutter to distract myself with then I would have to actually do the thing that I want to do. Right. Oh, there's so many things to go with that too. Right. Not only can we be distracted by the clutter and constantly either having to move it around or clean it or take care of it in some Mm -hmm. way, but I found a lot too. And like part of my inspiration and purging and getting rid of things is letting go of old stories that Mm -hmm. no longer serve me. Mm -hmm. Even I recommend to my clients um, often as they're going through clothes for maybe it's more, I don't know, it could be both for women and men equally of like clinging to clothes in our closet. We have closets that are packed with stuff. A lot of this stuff we haven't worn in forever, but we hang on to it because like, oh, I really love that shirt. And what if I want to wear it, you know, at some point later on down the road. And I came to find, even if I love it, and maybe wore it a lot at some point, if it brings me back to a time in my life that I'm ready to let go of and move on from, then it's time to let those clothes go. Yeah. 
I tend to wear things in cycles where like in different periods, I wear a lot of the same stuff and kind of mm-hmm. like move through these cycles um, in different periods. Sure. And it's like when I'm ready to move on to the next chapter, like that's a great time to clear out the old, you know, even if it's something I wore more recently and I'm just like, no, okay, I'm, I've gotten my purpose from this. It served its purpose. I've loved it used it or in some cases I never even wore this thing but if I got it during this period this chapter of my life that I'm ready to let go of then it's time to let it go mm-hmm. and know that even if it's something we love so much we don't have to cling to it like oh what if I might wear it or you know this thing was expensive or it was really nice or this gift from so and so if it's not bringing you joy or if it brings back mm-hmm. any memories that you're ready to let go of then trust that why not give it pass it on donate it and pass it on to someone that might really appreciate it in a new fresh way instead of letting that old energy and those old you know maybe not so pleasant memories cling and hang there in your space yeah well I think that ties in well with like being gifted some of these things too because sometimes like I mean at least in my experience when parents go through their, you know, clean things out. If they're remodeling whatever it is, you know, you get a box of your stuff from, (laughs) from when you were little. And it's like, I have now lived a couple of decades without that stuff. I probably don't need it right now. Right. Like maybe just let it go and not saying that you need to get rid of all your childhood stuff. Like that's not it at all, but also just keep very, go through it very intentionally and keep what you actually want. If you want any, and it's okay to let it go. Like, can we just talk about that for a second? The permission that you can give yourself to let go of things that you don't actually like or want. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, the gifts from people, right. You hang on to it. Like, Oh, my grandma gave this to me, you know, so long ago. And like, I'd feel terrible if I got rid of it. Well, passing on the joy you know, why can't you give it and donate it or like give it to someone, you know, or donate it somewhere with the intention that the next person to receive it will receive that joy that, you know, your grandma or whoever that gave it to you felt in giving it to you. I mean, you can pass that on. Why not share the love? And and I'm going to take it a step farther than that and not even go to the, like, let's bring joy to somebody else, but like, it's okay to just get rid of it without. Yeah ceremony without, you know, any of that. It's, that was something that was so freeing for me because like the whole Marie Kondo's I read it and I'm like, yes, I'm all about this. And I went all in for about a week and a half. And, (laughs) but like that book gave me permission to get rid of the things that had been gifted to me because I kept so many things out of obligation and whether it was obligation out of gift or, you know, whatever it was, I felt I was obligated to keep it for some reason. And once I gave myself permission to just let it go out of my life, that was enough to be okay with doing that with just about everything in the future. Should I want to, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, with the Marie Kondo thing, right. I mean, what are her questions? Like if it doesn't spark joy, joy, is it useful? I don't think she even goes to, is it useful? I think other people have kind of taken it and spun it. I think hers is only does it spark joy. Oh, nice. I've always asked myself, maybe just my friend and like her own translation of it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and how she gets her kids on board with going through things and letting things go. You know, does it bring you joy right now? Is Mm -hmm. it useful? And I feel like there's a third thing too, but that'll come at the divine time. Again, like if you're not using it and if it doesn't spark that joy in you when you're looking at it, then why the heck are you hanging on to it? If it sparks that nag of obligation of, oh my gosh, that darn thing, but I have to have it, you know, because God forbid mom comes over and sees that it's not there anymore. Right. Again, giving yourself that permission to set you free. Imagine right. how good it would feel to be free of all of these obligatory <laughs> possessions and to clear all that space to no longer have to clean those knickknacks that grandma gave you or whatever it is. Yeah. And just be okay with that. Like be, it's your, the choice is yours. Right. There really is nobody else forcing you to make it. Yeah, we may feel obligated, but you always have the choice to set yourself free from that to, and, and you can choose to keep it. If you want to, you just have to like your reason, right? Like if you're keeping yeah. it out of obligation, be honest with yourself. That it's got to feel good. Right. I'm let it, it feel because good. I feel obligated to, and that's fine. Right. I'm keeping it for right now. You can decide later if you want, like there's no pressure in any one way or another. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten into this, like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it just goes back to giving yourself permission to do what feels right. And like in a, in a coaching perspective, like I'm never going to force you to get rid of something that you don't want to get rid of. Right. I don't know what's meant to be kept or what's not. I can look at it and have my own judgment of it, but that doesn't mean that it's right for me or for you. Right. Like it's, it's different and listening to your own self, tuning into your own body signals. Right. But yeah, just give yourself to give yourself permission to either keep or let things go to make the choice, giving yourself permission to make the choice from your heart. Yeah. Not from anyone else. You know, as long as it feels and settles and feels right for you, whether keeping or getting rid of things feels better. You know, I think the thing about like keeping things that you feel obligated to, if it like gives you that you know, little like turn in your stomach, you know, that icky feeling or making you feel anxious in any way, like, oh, I really don't want this, but oh my gosh, I have to like, then digging deeper into that, you know, what is stirring up these emotions about this thing that I'm, you know, hesitant Mm -hmm. to get rid of, you know, what is the worst possible outcome of getting rid of it or keeping it, you know, and are you willing and able, will you survive with those consequences, Mm -hmm. you know, and Yeah. All about giving yourself the permission to make that choice and keep what sparks that joy in you in your life. That's a good way of saying it. The, the consequences of your decision, right? Because just because you give yourself permission to get rid of something doesn't mean no one's going to have a problem with it, right? (laughs) Because they might still be operating from the space of obligation or from like fear of forgetting someone or something, right? Like there's always this past loved ones. I'm going to forget them if I get rid of this stuff. Right. Like, which is not true at all, first of all, but also the rest of your family might have an issue with you going through things and getting rid of things that are your own, right? Like don't be going and getting rid of anybody else's stuff. Even if they live in your own household, like, please, I'm not advocating for that at all, but, (laughs) (laughs) but also the consequences you have to be okay. I don't even want to say you have to be okay with them, but you have to allow other people to react how they will. If this is what you decide is best for you, 
And that's like a lesson that you can copy paste on just about anything you want to do in your life is I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to have my own back and it's okay if other people are upset or angry at me because this is what's right for me. Exactly. Exactly. Because this is what's right for me. Mm -hmm. And getting to that place of like standing so firm and what being committed to what feels good for you mm -hmm. to the point that, you know, you can stand in the center, you know, the eye of your own storm, you know, people can react however they want to all yeah. around you spinning around you, but you can stay in that calmness right. of the eye of the storm, no matter what, because it feels right for you. Yeah. Um, on and the topic. Can, oh, go ahead. And it can also feel really shitty when other people disagree with you, right? Like, yeah, you can, we are very complex beings that can hold on to many emotions at one time. And staying strong in the, I know this is right for me, doesn't mean that you feel good about somebody else having a bad time about it, right? Exactly. But knowing that they're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to be fine. It'll work out. How I'm making that choice. Exactly. And following your heart and making the decision that feels right for you, they'll eventually get over it. Mm -hmm. And perhaps some of their resistance to you letting go of things could be their own inability to give themselves the permission to do the same thing. So right. the more you give your self permission to make the choice that feels right for you, no matter who gets upset by it, honestly, it's probably the ones that get most upset by it that need that permission too. Mm -hmm. So by standing firm in your decisions, you're giving them permission to put themselves first too. Right. And on the thing of, you know, especially getting rid of things from past loved ones, that really sparked kind of a significant moment for me um, after, gosh, several years after a car accident I was in and I lost, you know, dear, dear friend of mine, I had a lot of his stuff. I had a lot of his hoodies, his t-shirts that I wore for a long time. I had his cologne that I would spray. I mean, I was like keeping it alive as long as I could for a very long time. And when I moved a few times. I carried it around with me through several moves and probably about, honestly, almost like a decade after that, his death, did I finally, during one move, gave myself permission to donate his stuff. Mm. And it was really hard to like, oh my gosh, am I like letting go of his memory? Oh my gosh, these are his things. How could I think of getting rid of them? But for me, I was finally ready to, you know, by keeping his personal possessions, I was still clinging to the physical loss. Yeah. And it was painful in ways it felt comforting for a while. And it served its purpose for a while after that time to wear those things and have them close and see them and like mm -hmm. feel his memory. But it got to the point that that physical longing and clinging was holding me back. Yeah. from moving on and living my life and being able to connect with his spirit right in the present moment you know it was a way for me to cling to the past and hold myself there and by giving myself permission to donate it and pass it on and someone unrelated you know that doesn't even know him is going to receive you know some of his loving energy by just receiving these things and again my mind it does go to like oh passing it on yeah. and it's going to help someone else in a great way and set me free that was yeah. the most important part part yeah. where 
finally making the decision to set myself free from that physical longing and then embrace my spiritual connection to him by getting rid of his physical stuff. It actually opened me up to deepening my spiritual relationship with him now, if that makes sense. He's around all the time. I'm talking to him all the time. He's guided me to a lot of these amazing things on my journey, including into a new partnership. Um, with a new man in my life. And I thought for a long time that I'd never get to that point, but it took being able to physically let go of those things to really strengthen the connection that I can have with him in the present moment now. And I help a lot of my clients through that too. It can be tough, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on your relationship with that person that passed. Um, There of course are some things that you may still want to keep, but just being mindful of what it is and what emotions are these physical options objects stirring up in you right if it leaves you longing and in a painful space you know angry or just really sad grieving their physical loss then maybe it is time to physically let go you know or if it's something you know for example you know I'd lost my father and I have his uh, college degree because we graduated from the same college and I have his in a frame And that actually sparks a lot of joy in me because it reminds me of the connection that we had on earth and, um, you know, the accomplishments that we made together. And it inspires me to keep pushing myself further. Mm -hmm. So just being aware, you know, of the emotions, right? Does it spark joy or does it spark something else that's negative that doesn't feel so good well then maybe I should consider why I'm hanging on to that and what I might be able to do to either allow it to spark joy Mm -hmm. or let it go and let it spark joy for someone else yeah I I find myself drawn to take this to um, beyond physical things now and letting go of beliefs and thought patterns that I mean you and I have both been through a lot of this process, right? And we help people through this process of letting go of thought patterns and beliefs that we have that are not, that are just keeping us in our fishbowl, right? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like there, it's no secret that self-criticism has been a part of my life for many decades now. And I recently have talked about how I, pulled the plug on that button. Like that button is not what I want to use for fuel anymore because it comes from inadequacy and I don't want to build anything off of inadequacy. So now my brain is freaking out about how this button doesn't work anymore. And that's the only way it knows how to do. And at this point I'm sitting there like, all right, we'll frigging figure it out. Like, we're just not going to do it that way, figure out a different way. And now my brain is finally starting to find paths to a, to a different you know, solution to getting me to do the things that I actually want to do for myself, but letting go of that really shook me to my core of the, like, who would I be without this self-criticism? And it's terrifying. Like, that's something that everybody might look at and see it as something that, Oh, it's so great. You know, whatever. Wouldn't my life be great if I didn't have this, but like, it's become so much a part of my identity that it's hard to let that go. It is. Oh man. And just going, yeah, letting go of these things that we feel are part of our identity, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of the work um, that I do with my clients too, and just helping them dig deeper 
mm-hmm. to your core, to your true self. Yeah. Um, Cause man, talking about letting go of identities, you know, we cling to these ideas of ourselves. We cling mm-hmm. to our job titles, to our roles as, you know, husband, wife, mother, father, you know, daughter, son, whatever. And especially through our outer life, we can cling to the ideas of who other people think we are yeah, and what people expect us to be and what they mm-hmm. expect us to do. And it can, man, I mean, that's like the major core of a lot of the work I do is helping people find their truth and redefine right. Right. what their identity is yeah. to even uncover what the heck it really is. Cause they can feel, you know, these external layers, these kind of false layers of job titles, et cetera, do not feel, you know, like, wait, there's gotta be more than this. Mm-hmm. Who am I beyond this? I know there's more, but what the hell is it? And it's just about that turning inward, you know, all of these other identities and beliefs about ourselves. And even those judgmental beliefs of having, you know, that self-criticism, where do you think that came from? Right? Like it stemmed from somewhere, you know, some incidents happening or probably some kind of projection of expectation being placed on us from somewhere. And how can we rewind to that spot and like cut those cords, pull out those roots, Mm -hmm. you know, digging up all of this stuff from its source so that you can unbury and uncover, you know, that your divine truth that, you know, you know, any discomfort that you feel around identities or this anxiety of who am I, or, you know, how we criticize ourselves and what we are and are not capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) A bug just flew by. Did you see that? Just like hit me on the face. (laughs) That totally threw me off for a second. Oh my gosh. And just being, what do you know? Wow. Thank you, bug for getting me present in the moment. He's really yeah, bright right? green. I don't know what that is. Um, coming back. Okay. Peeling off these layers. If it doesn't feel right, that discomfort, that anxiety, I mean, that's just a signal telling us that we are on a different page than our truth, yeah. than our highest self. So I want to add something there. Cause sometimes the layers that we have that like we want to keep that can mm-hmm. be uncomfortable as well. Like stepping into your power. That is not a comfy feeling, my friends. Like it seems like it should be, but it's terrifying. Right. Yes. Oh yes. And we've definitely walked through that. Right. I mean, that's why we're doing what we're doing now though. I'd imagine a commonality between us is having Mm -hmm. this like undeniable passion to help others get like break past that barrier of stepping into your truth because it is terrifying and we're still like we still run into our own obstacles where it still gets scary but we found the resources and tools to keep marching forward and now as light workers you know as we keep marching forward we can't do anything else but look back and hold Mm -hmm. out a rope a light or you know lifesaver for the people behind us like come on you can get past this you can get through it too yeah man that is the joy of the work we do but holy moly letting go yeah i just shared a meme on that that i saw today the quote being (laughs) we cannot um you can't have what you want until you're willing to let go of what you don't want. Right. You have, and and another quote that one of the coaches I follow said recently was you have to be willing to be wrong. Yeah. Because we've, we've, I mean, it's just inherent in our DNA 
of finding security. Brain wants to find security because when you don't have that something known, it's very unsettling. It's very uncomfortable and it's going to cling to the things that it knows, right? It knows for sure that fill in the blank, right? Whatever it is. And that's not always what will help us. Like those sorts of beliefs have gotten us to where we are, but they're not going to help you necessarily. Like you have to really be willing to examine it and decide whether that belief is going to get you to where you need to be. Exactly. Um, shoot. I also had a thought there, um, along those lines of where you want to be letting go. Oh, the familiar, what we cling Mm -hmm. to, right? Isn't it interesting how we can hang on to the stuff that we don't want? We know we don't want it, but we cling to it because we're so familiar with it. Yes. We're so comfortable with the known. It's familiar. And the unknown scares the shit out of us. Yeah. Let me tell you, I mean, it's just a very temporary fear, right? This fear of the unknown. And it's only unknown for a moment until you're Mm -hmm. willing to take kind of that blind step forward into the unknown for that second until you're there and then you're it's around you and you're aware of it and it's known now it's it can be familiar now but it's just those first few steps into it that can really scare the crap out of us enough to paralyze us from taking any action and to let go of those things that aren't serving us because we're like if I let go of this then what am I going to hang on to I don't know what's coming Right. And it makes total sense that brain is doing that. Like, that's something that I like to bring it back to anytime I'm spiraling, anytime I'm, you know, stuck or whatever, I like to bring it back to, it makes total sense that brain is telling me this because, and usually it's about safety. Usually it's about security. Usually it's about, you know, something along those lines of staying safe Yeah. instead of putting myself out there, risking ridicule, risking rejection, risking all these things. But just notice that when you're sitting in that spot of staying still being frozen, you're still uncomfortable, right? So which type of uncomfortable do you want? Which type will get you closer to who you actually want to be? Exactly. I I got some coaching this morning. Um, We were talking about how, I don't even remember specifically what it was, but basically my brain is going all around the problem, the problem quote unquote of like, Oh, the goal that I have set for this year isn't enough, but also it's too much because I've never done that. And like, I can fight every single aspect, every angle of the fight. My brain is throwing at me to keep me from moving forward. And it was kind of like, all right, well, at a certain point, we need to put our teacher voices on and get the toddler, toddler brain buckled in the backseat. And we're friggin' going like, it doesn't matter anymore. We're not going to stop. I mean, there is a point we're doing the work is kind of like stopping the car, taking the toddler out, comforting them, all the things. Right. And once you've done that work, sometimes you just have to shove it into the car seat and let's go. Like we need to get there. We're not waiting anymore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And just do it. I mean, it does come to that point. And I feel like I come to that fairly often in my life where yeah. like you can almost feel the energy you right. know, of the current situation pushing you out until you right. get to the point, like you can't do anything but take action. But yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing our work for too, is yeah. to help people again, like build up that momentum to get things moving and to inspire them to move past those breaking points, to get right. in the car, buckle that toddler in and just go. Right. Um, And, and it's also important to not rush past that, you know, comforting doing the healing work. 
like doing Mm -hmm. the work Mm -hmm. on it, like feeling all the things that is the important first step. And then once you've done that, when, if you're just going back to buffer with thought work and like, oh, why is my brain still doing this? Uh, I've been through this, uh, like very dramatic, right? Like there's a difference between doing the work to heal and doing the work to just move forward. And sometimes they can coincide, but it's so important to do that healing work first and then just buckle up. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to know, you know, that the healing work is a continuous process Mm -hmm. too, you know, and constantly showing up. I described, you know, it's the healing, the clear, the clearing, the clutter of your physical space, your mental, emotional space. It's like cleaning your house. You don't mm-hmm. clean it once and then it's done forever. Right. You know, you, then you keep doing some maintenance and you're constantly cleaning out the clutter and checking in every once in a while to notice how it feels. Is it getting cluttered again? Is this mm-hmm. feeling right? Are there things in here, you know, in my space, in my mind, in my heart that don't need to be in here that aren't serving me anymore? And what am I ready to let go of? Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.